Hello folks, how are you again? Welcome to another episode of Scatterbrain. My name's Adam Jacobs and I've had an interesting night. I thought I might tell you about it. But firstly, let's just put it in a little bit of context. Yes, I'm going back to work today. The first day back after, well, it's been five weeks. Five weeks I've been at home with a brand new little baby. That's right, the little baby was born and then I had five weeks at home with her that's a long time. In now, I'm calling, calling. I'm making this podcast from Australia. For those people who are listening, I don't know. Possibly overseas could have overseas listeners. Who knows? That's the thing with this podcast. You just don't know. You just don't know who's listening. But that's the idea. So in Australia at the moment, it's quarter past seven on the eastern side of Australia. I'm driving through traffic. Everyone's just crazy. They're like, I've got to get there. I've got to get there. And when they get there, they're like, why am I here? Why am I here? So that's me today. First time back after five weeks. Now, the idea is, I suppose, is that over that time, I've had a chance to lose a lot of sleep, maybe get a little bit back again, and then work my way and bubs and my lovely wife Simone into some kind of rhythm so that when this day arrived this this glorious return to work day arrived that I would be uh, ready for I'd be at least at least uh, batteries half charged how's that batteries half charged batteries half charged so the way it worked out, however, is that uh, I did go to bed and I got uh, four hours sleep and then Simone had to get some sleep. So she popped bubs in the old, in the old bassinet right next to my bed because we're living in separate bedrooms at the moment. That's beautiful, isn't it? Beautiful. So she went off to her bedroom and she got some sleep and I... Listen to Bubs moan and groan and wondering to myself, oh, is she really asleep, is she? And she wasn't. So then for the next two hours, three hours or so, I amused Bubs with all my shenanigans, which included bottle feeding, a lot of back patting, a lot of uh, walking around, humming and moaning and all the rest of it, and then opening the curtain so that she could see the street lights, because she likes that for some reason. I don't blame her. And then, uh, and then she, and then she didn't go to sleep. Um, she went to sleep eventually for about a half an hour, an hour possibly. I didn't look at the clocks. I didn't. I didn't want to know. And that's my advice, I think, to you people out there today, that if you don't want to know how much sleep you're missing out on, then just don't look at the clock. And then when the alarm goes off, tell yourself, "Wow, that was fantastic." I feel refreshed. Tell yourself that. Be convincing when you do it. Not like when I do it. When I talk to myself, it's seems it's a lot of sarcasm. I'm very sarcastic to myself. Well done, Adam. That sort of thing. Wow. I have to reconsider that. That's probably a mental health note for myself. But anyway, I mean, the baby's beautiful. She's very gorgeous and uh, will do it happily, but this is just where I'm at this morning, given that this is the first time in five weeks I've had to sort of get up and go and do something. 
I will say this, those people who are in the same situation, you get used to not having as much sleep. I don't know why, but I think bubs, something about having a little baby around, they trigger these extra hormones in you, and then you get you start lactating through your nipples. No, I didn't happen. It didn't happen to me. <laughs> well, not that I'm aware of. I hope it didn't happen. No, it did happen. It happens to my lovely wife, though, of course. But, yeah, then what happens is that you end up, I think, being able to deal with shorter periods of sleep. Eventually, you do have to get the sleeps at some stage. So don't feel like you can just cheat it. You know, there's no free lunches, mate, unless you're a five-week-old baby and then all your lunches are free. In fact, that's your whole life, just having a whole series of free lunches. Especially if your name's Aoife, Daisy Jacobs. That's right. Beautiful. It's a beautiful name. Now, as I mentioned in the last podcast, those of you who are now fans, which is, um, which I, I imagine that number is increasing by the minute. I did mention that little bubs, little Eva, is an IVF baby. So now I have to has to be said that it's an incredible journey to go on the IVF journey and those of you who are doing it I won't go into it too much but those of you who are thinking about doing it and you're sort of full of lots of doubts about all the all the different parts of it and we can speak about one or two of those because I know it's not easy I can say this to you right from the very beginning give it a go do it very rewarding very satisfying ultimately in terms of you having that chance to be a parent and a lot of concerns that you might have I think you'll probably find aren't really that important once you've entered the process and especially once the bubs has arrived because if you go through the process properly then you end up having this sort of bizarre community of people around you who are just as happy as you are that you've managed to create a bit of life. You've managed to put a little bit more energy into this thing called the human condition that keeps the world turning, so it seems. And you have a network of of energised individuals who are just happy that you have succeeded. So don't be shy. Um, people have concerns about, well, especially especially if mums, if they need to borrow an egg. They're sort of like, oh, it's obviously I want to use my egg. I did, I did, I want it. My own little, my own DNA in the whole process. Well, look, it's, of course, in an ideal world, you would have, you would have a, a complete story to tell in the traditional sense. But really, the world doesn't work like that. And 
sometimes things are just meant to be a certain way and if you've managed to create a healthy little being who's got love in its eyes first in the first instance it's love for the milk so it's not really love for you they don't quite there yet but it does happen I'm told anyway I think what I'm trying to say is that it doesn't matter where the baby comes from they're all just bloody milk junkies for at least the first year so but there are some interesting things to note now if mum if you have to borrow an egg from another lady there is still a little bit of your DNA in the baby it's a very small amount but it's a consequence of the fact that the baby is feeding off your uh, systems you know your your circulatory systems there's a tiny little bit that gets put into the babes into the bubs and the bubs would be a very different bubs if it wasn't for that little bit because that's the nature of variables and I think we all have a working understanding of that so even the smallest change makes a big difference in terms of the uniqueness of that person and then also it's it is uh, proven I believe I'd have to fact check this but I think it's an accepted understanding that the genes that get switched on inside that little embryo as it grows and into teeth and got fingernails and arms and legs and stuff as that's happening the diet of the mother the actual mother who is growing this little baby inside her that the birth mother determines what genes get turned on or off within a certain sort of spectrum of, of characteristics and it's a lot to do with the mother's diet so there's another variable we put into place and by the time you have calculated this one or two or three or four hundred thousand variables you know you are at the at the end of the day creating life that is a direct consequence of you and what you have done that would not be the same in any other situation it wouldn't you would have a different baby so once you look into it and you and you do and you are if you are considering going down the IVF track have a really good look at a lot of the science stuff as well and it does help I believe to have a comprehensive understanding of the whole process and also how all the different factors inform the final product because that's what really what it is we're talking about marketing here aren't we we're marketing life let's put uh, we've got a we've got to create life well we need a we need a platform and we need a we need a message the message is breathe oxygen as soon as you can that's the message so we've got to 
put all the little ingredients together and it doesn't really matter where a lot of those ingredients come from. The, at the end of the day, a lot of it is to do with the effort that you make as the, bio, as the biological mother, because you do have to be, that's what you are, the biological mother. And in Australia, there's, it's very simple in terms of uh, parenthood. It's, it's the mother that gives birth to the baby is automatically the parent. Now, that sounds strange because a lot of people are thinking, oh, I don't know if I was to donate eggs, you know, or if I was to donate sperm and in 18 years from now, you know, the kid's going to come back to me and he's going to want all my money. He's going to want to borrow. He's going to want driving lessons on the weekend. Look, that could very well happen, I suppose, but legally it's not at all feasible. And... So, you know, don't be... As far as those side of sort of things are concerned, don't be afraid of that. Look into it. Understand it properly. But the system's designed for you to, to enable people to help each other, to enable donation, not to make people fearful. That wouldn't be very good, would it? Well, anyway, it's all very interesting. And in terms of donation... I have also donated some sperm. And there's a little baby growing right now. And I should say that this is this just very start of August 2018. And there's a little baby that will be coming as a consequence of my assistance, so to speak, in December 2018. Whew. Now, that will be interesting. Because I'm... Well, as things are at the moment, I'll be able to see bubs number two uh, which is not really my bubs at all but it's another one of me out there sort of thing and then I'd well it's interesting to know because when I donated I wasn't a father yet my bubs were still in the tummy still in the oven cooking there'll be another bubs out there not my bubs though no be looked after by two other people who are very lovely. Uh, and I suppose it's the thing too, isn't it? You know, when you when you make a decision to be a part of, you know, uh, potentially the the life of strangers in a very intimate way, without being intimate, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Then uh, get to know them. Take the time to get to know them a little bit. Don't just, yep, yeah, I'll give you some eggs. There you go. Good on you. Or you want some sperm? No, I'll send it to you in the post. Go to the cafes and sit down and have a chat. And our egg donor was in Sydney. We went to Sydney. We went to Sydney. And we met at the local and we had a meal. And we talked to them, and they've got two little children as well, so we played around with the two little children. Uh, we all got to know, and that was before we'd even begun the process. So, hey. I suppose those of you who are interested in going through the, this process and having a little baby through the IVF system, do yourself a favour. First, know as much as you can. And secondly, take it a little bit slow. 
get to know the people who are the ones that may potentially help you. Don't be afraid if there's a little bit of incompatibility and you, you have to keep looking. It's all part of the journey and it's beautiful. Oh, I think that's enough for today. This is uh, Scatterbrained, where I get to talk about the craziness of my life at the moment. Not exceptionally crazy, but hopefully I'll, as I talk to you, I'll get some funny things happening and then I can turn those into jokes for my next comedy show, which will be 2019. I'm Adam Jacobs and I'll speak to you again next time. Thank you very much.